Marketing, entrepreneurship, and all things small business. You're listening to the Profit 911 Podcast. Now, here's your host, Justin Miller. All right, welcome back to our podcast. We have a special guest on this one joining us via the phone. I have a good friend of mine, Melanie Rembrandt, and I'm going to read some of her bio, not all of it, because it's massive. (laughs) She is the CEO of Rembrandt Communications, one of the country's top small business PR experts and founder of Rembrandt Communications. She's a content strategist and PR consultant with 20 plus years of experience. She's written a bunch of books and all kinds of other stuff. We have on the table here with us, Simple Publicity, which holds the distinction of being the only bright pink book on my bookshelf. I told her I couldn't read it on the airplane. I'd be embarrassed, but I'll read it in the office. It's a good book. Um, she, <laughs> she helps entrepreneurs boost sales, awareness, and credibility with SEO and publicity uh, and has a lot to share with us and a lot more bio that I'll put online. But for the sake of time, that is it. Melanie, thanks for joining us. Hi, Justin. Thanks so much for having me. How are you today? I am doing great. Doing great. Um, you, you know, I've heard that before about my pink book, but you know, it's publicity. It stands out. It does. It was not <laughs> It was not difficult to pull off the shelf at all for this. I, I had no problems finding it whatsoever. Well, I appreciate you reading it, whether it was in the privacy of your own home or at the airport. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. Sounds good. So we want to talk about PR, public relations from the small business entrepreneur standpoint. So I think a lot of people, when they hear the term, are kind of confused, think it's something that big companies do and no one else does. So let's let's start at like framework ground one. You know, what do you consider public relations to be uh, from an entrepreneurial perspective and why do we need it? I will keep it very simple. Basically, it's the communications you have with any of your internal, meaning employees or um, associates, or external customers, because all of that relates to the brand image of your company. So that keeps it kind of simple. A lot of people think PR means press release, but there's a lot more to it than that. Yeah, you're you're probably right. I think, you know, that's that's the 101, but a lot of people... I never thought it stood for that, but I think that's kind of the basic thing. Kevin, do you do like press releases or have you in the past? In the past, I don't remember the last time I sent out a press release, but... Were you on the receiving the side at all when you were in radio? Uh, daily. <laughs> Still, yeah. I mean, yeah, it, it, it's amazing how often it gets used. Yeah, so, so press release is kind of the first step, Melanie, or it's just a tiny piece of it? Well, it's actually just a tiny piece of it. And then I don't, and just like Kevin, I don't think a lot of people have used public relations because they're not quite sure how it works or what it is, but it really can be a secret weapon, especially for new business owners, entrepreneurs, because it can be very cost effective. And one of the key reasons this works is because it's the only way you can obtain third party credibility. And that's when somebody else is writing about you. You know, for example, let's say you open the Sunday paper and there's this huge article about your competitor. Well, people look at that and they think, wow, you know, somebody else is writing about them. They must be a good company. And, you know, you you might be a little jealous, but your competitor is using this to their advantage. So it's a great way to get third-party credibility because you can't buy that credibility with advertising or anything else. So public relations is the only way to get that. You know, plus 
when you're in the media, it boosts awareness for your business. Um, you're not paying for advertising, so you save money. And then you also have this competitive edge because people are reading about you or watching you on television. And, you know, the next time they need your products and services, they're going to remember that and they're going to go to you over the competition. Yeah, I mean, let's talk about some of the psychology of that. So uh, people believe what they see on TV, right? Or even like in today's day and age, we know that everything has some sort of slant to it, right? And, you know, Kevin, Exactly. I mean, it's... oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, and Kevin probably had that experience in radio, you know, the opposite experience. He kind of saw it from that side. I, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but, you know, you're looking to fill, you make content, right? Sure. Yeah, exactly. Um. And I think a lot of people are scared of this world. Should we be scared of PR? No. Um, obviously, there are some things you do and do not say, which I kind of outline in my book. But um, it can be very scary, too. A lot of people don't want to reach out to the media. But, you know, like you said before, there was this huge scramble to be on Oprah or yeah. Dr. Phil because, I mean, you immediately get recognized. You sell a lot of your products and services. But... Um, most small business owners do get afraid of public relations, but, you know, it's, it's pretty simple. All you really need to do is figure out what your story is. You figure out who you want to tell that story to, and then you practice what you're going to say. And then the hard part comes when you pick up the phone and you actually talk to a media member. And I always tell small business owners it's pretty wise to start with a small local newspaper or something you feel more comfortable with until you hone your skills. But it's just a process that you need to learn, but the benefits can be unbelievable because, again, it's you're just spending your time and effort and not your money. Well, let's talk a little about then, you know, you said calling people. Because if someone's never done this before, it seems like, you know, it's a network you don't belong to. Like there's all these producers or whatever, there's anchors and, and hosts and it's it's all foreign to you and you're an outsider trying to come in. It just seems like they already know people and why why me, you know? Well, you know what? That's funny, Justin, because it's one of the big myths of public relations because... If you're a reporter, you're inundated with publicists calling you. You already know about the big corporations out there. If you, John or Jane Doe, the new entrepreneur who has this excellent product that offers these great benefits, you're actually really newsworthy and they're excited to talk to somebody fresh and new because their audience also wants to see someone fresh and new. So entrepreneurs out there should not be scared by that because that's a big myth. Uh, if you can get through to a media member and tell your story the right way and, you know, provide valuable information, you actually have a better chance of getting great media coverage than a big, huge corporation or, um, you know, a celebrity. Yep. I think you cut out for a second there. Hopefully we have you back. Um, is that one of the four myths? So you, you told me we have four myths of PR. Is that one of them or we have different yeah. ones? It, it is actually one of them. One of, uh -huh. you know, we, we talked about the one that press releases are uh -huh. the only part of PR, but actually, you know, it's the whole communication process. Uh, the other one is that you need a lot of money. And we talked about that too. Um, 
you, when you start out, you can do your own public relations. It just takes the time and effort to call the reporters and, and pitch your story. Now, as you grow, you probably want to hand that over to an experienced publicist so you can focus on your core responsibilities. But when you're starting out, you really don't need any money at all, just some time and some effort. And then, you know, that goes along with it. You don't need a publicist. You can start out with your own uh, activities, doing your own publicity. And a lot of small business owners don't realize that. They think they have to pay these huge retainer fees right away to start getting noticed by the press. That makes sense. So, so tell me a little about that process, if you will. Let's talk about pitching because you keep mentioning, you know, call them. I, I guess the question is, you know, who do I call? Where do I find them? And ultimately, what do I say if I talk to someone? Well, you know what? I'll make it really simple for you. Basically, you want to build relationships with media members. So let's say you are in the local Ann Arbor, Michigan area. You would look up local Ann Arbor media that follow the kind of things you do. Well, you know, who writes about your business uh, types of products and services? Um, who talks about it on television? You want to pay attention to the media in your local area. So let's say Jane Doe writes this great column about your specific widget. Well, you read all about her, and most of the websites provide a phone number and contact information. You just have to look it up. So then, you know, one of the simple things you can do is just call Jane on the phone and say, hey, I'm Bob Doe, and I'm here in town. I'm an expert in this kind of widget, I've been here a long time, and I'd love to be a resource for you for the future and, you know, provide any expert insights you need. And then you basically just start a conversation with another human being. Jane finds out who you are and, you know, knows who you are maybe. And the great news is maybe right then and there she's looking for a story to do and writes about you and her column. So it's really just about starting a conversation and a relationship with someone that you can provide help to and assistance to. So we don't necessarily have to have like a pitch for a story per se before we even reach out. No, that is, I mean, it's good to have that and be ready with it. But when it comes right down to it, you're just building relationships and you're helping out other people. It's not all about you. Sell, sell, sell. I want promotion. I want an article. It's about helping the reporter share important information with their target audience. So you have to keep that in mind. But that's what I always like to start out with. And then once you make that initial relationship, you can send that person, you know, news items that you have, any of your insights on current news trends, um, et cetera. So if you really keep it simple and just think about building a relationship and how you can help that person on the other side, um, that's one way to get started. Can you kind of flip-flop that for me? So on the media side, what is it they're looking for? What are their concerns? Well, if you think about it, I mean, you have to really look at their target market. What does their target market want? What are they interested in right now? Is there a news trend, an industry trend going on that's really hot? That's the kind of thing they write about, uh, you know, and give television interviews, radio interviews about. It's what their target market is interested in. So if you think about it that way, instead of giving something to the reporter about your particular product, you know, maybe it's a top 10 list 
or how to keep your pipes from freezing in the winter. You really have to think of something that provides value to their audience because that's what they're going to be interested in talking about. Makes a lot of sense. All right, we're going to take a quick break here. When we come back, we're going to talk more with Melanie about uh, small business PR. We're also going to talk a little bit about how it plays into uh, your website. And now, now, back to the Profit 911 podcast with your host, Justin Miller. We're back and on the phone with us, we have Melanie Rembrandt. She is one of the country's top PR experts for small business. We're talking about just kind of how you get the word out about your company. How do you get the media to work for you, I guess is how, how I'd put it. Uh, we went through some of the myths of PR. Did we miss any of the myths, Melanie? See here. Well, the other thing is you don't have to be a big business. I don't know if we uh, covered that where, you know, you might think, oh, I got to be a big business. It's got to be well known in order to, you know, reach out to the press. But it's really just a matter of overcoming your fears and kind of making and, you know, practicing and making that first call. And who knows, you might get a massive amount of media from that one single call. So, you know, if, if you're a small business owner, you haven't used public relations, you know, start practicing what you want to say and, and just go for it. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense because I would I would be concerned as a small business owner that if I was a large business, I could just call up and they'd take my call and maybe they wouldn't if I was, you know, a small startup. Well, that's true. And also, you know, big businesses, sometimes they get stuck in being slow and you actually have an advantage because you can move quickly. I mean, if a reporter has a tight deadline and they know they can get in touch with you, they're going to call you over a big business for a quote because they know that you're available, they get the information they need, etc. So being a smaller business should not get in your way when it comes to starting out with public relations. Ah, so they don't have to run the story that says we reached out to XYZ company for a quote, but they failed to get back to us in time. <laughs> Right, and that always that never sounds too good either, does it? <laughs> you hear it quite a bit, though. You hear it quite a bit. You do, you do, and, it, and you know that's one thing. The media moves very quickly, and you have to be available so that you, you have that advantage and can get into the stories. Because uh, you know, magazines work several months out, but most of the media today is in real time, and it, it, it's a fast-moving business. Yep. Let's shift gears a little bit here for the rest of the time, because I know you also do a lot of work in writing for websites uh, regarding like SEO and, and actually putting content on a website. So can you tell me a little bit about uh, you know what people should be doing on their websites? Um, I mean, just 
foundational first because I think a lot of business owners put up a website, you know, have five or six pages and it's done, right? We get to leave it. Exactly. <laughs> and yeah. sometimes I don't, I don't even think they read the final results. <laughs> but um, one of the big things you can look at, you can look at your site today. I call them we sites where everything is. We do this. We offer this. We're excited about this. Well, no one cares. If, if you basically turn that around and make it a you, you know, what can we do for you? These are the benefits you'll receive uh, and turn your we site into something that people will find of interest to them. You can make a huge difference in the amount of responses you receive. Yeah, I could see a lot of people just going through and you know, doing the exercise of counting the eyes and we's and us and <laughs> might be kind of scared when they actually consciously look at that. Exactly. And, you know, sometimes, too, a lot of these websites, they just copy a template and it doesn't work today. As you know, in your work, you know, you need to stand out and, and provide your unique characteristics. And you want to be exciting, too. Something other, something else you can do that's very simple is go through all of your content and change all of the verbs from past tense to present. And it just yeah. adds a little more excitement, like instead of saying, you know, we had this event, you know, we are going to this event today to work with the community. It just adds a little bit of excitement and it's something really simple anyone can do. Well, that's interesting. I never even thought of that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I think yeah, that, I I think it, it worked really it, well. Exactly. It's just something simple. I mean, even if you have an outsider read your website and just kind of tell you, hey, here's the tone and style. This part was kind of boring. This part was interesting. I mean, you can just have an intern or even a friend or family member do that. And it can make a huge difference on the results you get from your content on your website or any of your marketing materials for that matter. You're going to have to find someone that's brutally honest though, because no, one, no one's going to want to tell you that, you know, this was boring, but find that person that you know will. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And, um, Sometimes, too, if you leave it alone for a while and come back to it, you will see all the blatant errors and misspellings, etc. So, you know, and it's something to do on a regular basis, too. You don't just want to create a website and then look at it again five years from now. <laughs> I mean, uh, things change. You want to update it regularly. And, again, think about your customer. Um, there's so many sites out there who just talk about how great they are and what they offer and it really is boring and people want to know what's in it for them. Well, let's let's talk about that content piece for a little bit then because a lot of people do. They put up a site and they leave it alone. So what should we be adding? Uh, I mean, a lot of people think that, oh, I already put everything out there about me. You know, <laughs> What can we keep putting on the website? Well, that's just it. I mean, your target market always wants something new and, and newsworthy. I mean, you really have to think about them. What are they interested in? Um, you might want to talk about something going on at your business with like a news and events page, even if it's internal, like you're having an internal chili cook-off or something like that. Um, and also, you know, how do your products and services relate to what's going on in the world? What kind of problems do you solve right now? People want new and current information. So you just kind of have to look at it like, how can we update this to meet the needs of our customers? Um, and another thing too, you can add personal insights because people like to work with other people instead of a big conglomerate. So if you kind of show some insights about, Hey, these are what our employees do in their spare time, 
you know, this is how we're helping local nonprofits. Uh, you know, potential customers love to see that. And that's also really good information they like to share with others. So, you know, you just want to do a refresh on your website to meet the needs of your customers. Yeah, let's talk a little a little bit about that, you know, adding the personality, because we have an upcoming podcast where we're going to talk about little companies wanting to look big and big companies wanting to look little. So what's kind of your stance on that for, for a small company? You know, are we trying to be overly genuine and point out that there's like one guy in his basement here? <laughs> or, you know, where, where's that line between professional and personality? Well, I really think it comes down to your overall business mission. I mean, if you are known as the greatest copywriter ever and you work by yourself, you'd want to promote that fact. Um, you know, if, but if you're a small business and you want to grow and maybe your customers don't necessarily know that you're just working out of your basement by yourself, you just don't promote that fact. Um, there's other things that, you know, you could tell them that's interesting about what you provide that's unique. So it really just comes down to your overall, um, you know, goals for your business. I mean, maybe you don't want to look like a huge business. You know, it's maybe you do. It, it, it really is just a very personal decision. And then from that decision, you know, you move forward with all your marketing messaging, your public relations stories, um, et cetera. Cool. Any other tips on what we can do on, on the websites? Because I know that you do a lot of SEO copywriting. Can you first explain what the heck that is? <laughs> <laughs> well, SEO, search engine optimization. Basically, it's just writing content that so it actually shows up on website searches, you know, Google, Bing, etc. Uh, and basically, all the content I write is optimized for the search engines because you're missing out on huge opportunity if it's not. Now, a lot of people just think, oh, I just add these keywords all over and, you know, that's the way it goes. But that, that was a long time ago and you actually get in trouble for that. What I tell people now is just provide value to your readers. Uh, you want quality content. Uh, that's what the search engines like now. So, you know, just like with PR, you want to keep it simple. Always provide value to your customers and you should do just fine. So if you want to review your website, and kind of see if it doesn't really provide value, you can change that and will actually help your search rankings. So when you say you do some of this PR work and, and you get somebody that covers you, maybe it's a newspaper, maybe it's a TV station or whatever it is, how do you then take the coverage that they give you? Can you repurpose it on your own social media or on your website? Is, is that worth doing? How do you go about when you get some coverage? How do you use it? Oh, yes. There are so many things you can do with it. Um, you know, in addition to promoting it on all of your social media channels, via emails and newsletters you send out to current customers, you can also use it in your sales processes. You know, maybe you print out the actual article if it was in a magazine or you create a video of the television interview and your salespeople can take that on, you know, sales presentations and actually show potential customers Another thing people don't think about is putting it on walls within the office or on receptionist desks, et cetera, because people who want to work with you who are top talent, they want to work for newsworthy, you know, hot and popular companies. And if you are in the local news, that's one way you can entice some of the top talent out there to come and work for you. 
So think of all the different ways you can use this piece of media to help you get new customers. Also, you know, to help promote inside so that your employees become more productive and they get more excited about working for this newsworthy company. So you just think of all the different ways you can use that one piece of media for internal and external customers. Yeah, I, I have never even thought about that as far as essentially advertising and hyping up to internal staff to get them to perform better. Uh, it's quite interesting. Uh, we have just a couple minutes left here. Can you tell me, uh, or listeners, a little about the Simple Publicity book and uh, who that's written for and how it may help them? Sure. Well, Simple Publicity is a combination of all my years of training. So many small business owners came to me because they were ripped off by big PR agencies. So basically, it is a step-by-step guide on how to do public relations for your small business, especially what to avoid doing so you don't waste time and effort and you don't make a fool out of yourself uh, during a media interview. And it's very simple to read and use, and there's even templates in there on how to write a press release, how to reach out to the media. So I basically just took all of my training experience from all of these years and put it into this book to help my fellow entrepreneurs out there. Awesome. And if if someone's listening that's like me and is super lazy as far as reading and would rather cut a check and get some help, how can people contact you if they have questions? They can visit my site at RembrandtWrites.com dot com or just do a search for Rembrandt communications and I'd be happy to help them. We also have lots of free information to provide to help them get started. Perfect. And we'll link that in the show notes for you guys too. Melanie, thanks so much for being on the podcast and everyone listening. We'll be back next week with more. Thanks for listening to the Profit 911 podcast. Be sure to subscribe and leave your comments. For more information on how Profit 911 Consulting can help grow your service business, visit profit911.biz.